Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I am your host, Joe Meyer. Wow, it has been a couple weeks, hasn't it? I'm sorry about that, folks. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of the moment of what was going on and how I was feeling. And it was a, just a combination of <laughs> tiredness and <laughs> and fatigue. But I'm ready to get back into it and kind of give you guys another episode because hopefully you guys like hearing my voice. But uh, let me let me just start off here to our little theme here and kind of take it from there. So let's start here, okay? I'll just play that in the background because who doesn't love one of the themes from Rocky, right? <laughs> one of my favorites. It gets me pumped up. It gets me going. Seriously, folks. Um, it can keep playing over and over again if I, for all I care. But anyways, what's today about, right? So let's get started in a little current events that's happening today and and what's been going on in the weeks and you know uh, many of us are familiar with with what's going on in our country you know we have a new president we have a new vice president and you know we should be happy about that many aren't again i i don't we don't know what's going to happen right we really don't um there's a lot of division in our country a lot of anger confusion right but before we get into that let's start um let's start talking about you know what i've been up to right well so since our last discussion um just kind of been going to work teaching as i normally do keeping busy continuing to write my book and it's it's slowly getting better um so previously when i wrote my the draft, <laughs> the first or second draft, it was over 400 pages. Um, and it's it's an adventure type, I don't know, adventure slash pandemic slash, you know, uh, mystery in a way. Um, 
And although many will say, well, Joseph, we're going through a pandemic, so why would we want to read about it, right? Well, hopefully when this book comes out eventually, it will be past that time and um, people will want to read a good adventure, right? It's, it's not just the pandemic, you know, there's a story involved there as far as what's going on. There's a sinister plot, <laughs> you know, so to speak, um, that I've been writing for. And I, I really, you know, take into this book, I don't want to give up on it. You know, I really don't. And I've written so much. And um, I've written so much that I really don't want to give up on it. It's just... I want to see it completed and it technically is complete in a way it's fully written but I need to edit it I need to take stuff out I need to reword I, I, I need to put chapters I, there's a lot of different um, areas that I need to focus on right um, so that's what I'm working on now right it's been discouraging in the sense that yeah I don't have every day to write for it you know sometimes I honestly I feel exhausted could I force myself to write? I could probably force myself, you know. Um, I work full time. I work part time in the evenings. I take care of my daughter here along with my wife, of course. Um, I have a very busy schedule along with trying to take care of me, you know, take care of the family, you know. So I'm working at it day by day, weekends. Are really what's reserved for this um, too but if I'm in the mood of like during the week to write I will you know I love to write it's it's my passion it's my gateway to releasing my <laughs> creative mind every day I also love to read so right now I'm reading um, two books actually I'm reading um, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury, Burry, however you want to do it. Say it. All right. And it's an old book, 1950s. The other book I'm reading, which is more of a biblical book, um, called The Book of Signs. And it's by Dr. David Jeremiah. Right. Um, so it's un 31 Undeniable Prophecies of the Apocalypse. Right. So I, you know... I draw my inspiration, my writing from different sources, from fiction, from the Bible. And I'm not saying the Bible is a bunch of fiction. It's not. To me, it's real. Um, to me, the, the Bible is a living, breathing document that each time you read it, you get a perspective. Each time you read it, you, um, you get some guidance, right? And I think it, I, I encourage everybody Okay, everybody, even if you're not a believer, to pick up the Bible. Pick it up and read it. Start with Proverbs. Start with First John. Start anywhere. Um, but, it, but if you're like, well, I don't really know where to start, you start from the beginning. If, you, if you're one of those people like you can't start in the middle or the end, start in the beginning. You could really start anywhere. But um, I would highly recommend it. Um, and then maybe if you get into like, Eventually, you want more, get into these what's called devotions, which will just give you little snippets of um, scriptures, and those will help you read, do some daily reading, and they're very small, right? Um, again, I, I don't make this pod uh, just for um, 
you know, for religious reasons or purposes. But I'll I'll, I'll read you one of that's today. Okay, it's from Col- Colossians one ten. Walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Um, so, just thinking about that, right? And one of the passages here talks about is, and I'll just read it real quickly, is newly married couples are just beginning the journey of learning how to bring joy and happiness to their spouse's life. The longer they are married, the more they will know about their spouse. As the years pass, a husband learns how much his wife appreciates when he cleans the kitchen for her. And a wife learns how much her husband is encouraged when she sits down um, with him and watches his favorite sports team play. As Christians, we are called to be fully pleasing to the Lord. right? To be acceptable to Him in all we say and do. In order to live this way, we need to get to know God and His Word. Knowledge of God's words means that we know what pleases Him, just like knowledge of our spouse means we know how to love them better. As our knowledge of God increases and becomes a part of who we are, we please Him more and more through our fruitful character and conduct. So again, the Again, this is this pod is not meant to like be just about scripture, but this is who I am, right? I am an imperfect man. I fail. I make mistakes. I think poorly of myself at times, right? And you know, and I struggle with that. I struggle with where I am, where I am in my life. Sometimes I struggle with the worry that, you know, will I be okay until the time of retirement? And you may be all like, don't you want to feel longer than that? I'm like, of course. But, you know, I do want to get to a point where I can have some security, right? I I look to different ways that I can, you know, have more financial security, right? I mean, saving is one way. That's definitely a way, right? Um, but even my writing, I hope to turn it into something one day. You know, maybe even soon. I see authors getting published. I see people who are writing books. And I'm not trying to put them down. Um, but it just seems unfair sometimes. And maybe it's just because, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I really want to see more in my writing and I'm putting effort in, but maybe I'm not putting in as much as others. I don't know. We're all different. As a writer myself, which is I consider myself to be a writer, um, it's hard. Writing that first book is very difficult. And if you write a great book and you get an agent and you get it published, wow, you are making it. Especially if you get like a seven figure, you know, you know, somebody's buying your book and see some great potential coming out of it, like a movie deal or something like that. Um, and, and, you know, you know, I know uh, authors don't need to fully think about, well, we got to make it commercialized. Yeah, we got to make it so they can make a movie out of it. That's not really the full point of writing, in my opinion. The full point of writing is to be creative, to get an idea that's unique out there 
that no one else has done. Now, do, do other writers out there copy, in a sense, ideas or, I don't know, genres or, yeah, we do it. You know, we, we're like anybody else. We take um, from different, you know, medias, different pieces of knowledge. We take different ways of just creating ideas by our lives, by what we observe, by what we watch, listen to, you know, you name it. Um, we do it, you know. Um, even what I read, I get inspiration, right? It just so happens I'm reading a lot of like Orwell and I'm reading, you know, Bradbury here and um, who else? I'm thinking who else, who else? Yeah, just other books too. Um, I just finished that um, the Russian novel, We, uh, novelist. That was kind of hard to read, to be honest with you. I, I didn't, I don't know. I, I'm not saying the book wasn't good. I particularly didn't enjoy it, and it was hard to read. I, I don't know if it was just the translation from Russian to English, the way it was written. I just, I understand, I, excuse me, I understood some of it, but I didn't understand all of it, you know? Um, but that's okay. Sometimes reading difficult pieces of literature is okay. It stretches your mind, right? It really does. But where am I at today, right? I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with writing. I also blog. Um, I'm starting to get back into my my series because I was writing a, a series um, weekly on the circus, which I absolutely love, right? I love the circus. I know they don't really exist as much as they once did before. Um, but in my Joseph Meyer blog, um, and I'll just... I'm going to go there real quick just to take a look and kind of let you know, you know, what what did I what have I written about? You know, so far I've published in my blog about 106, you know, posts since inception, right? And since I created this thing. Um so I write about my family, my daughter, holidays, um which I wrote especially during the holidays cuz I love during that time of year. It's just a very good time of year. Um, the last, um, entry from my circus, um, blog was, it's called life in the circus from yesterday to today. And I wrote about Lionel, the lion faced man, lion faced. I've also written about Bigfoot. I've also written about the Mothman. I've written, um, about general, um, from my circus blog, general Tom Thumb and admirable dot um so look those up very interesting the ohio bigfoot lady which is also from my circus blog um lobster boy right pip and flip you know the four-legged girl you know cuckoo the um, bird girl so you know i've tried to what i was really tried to do is um try to really bring out these individuals to light because many times people forget about them you know people forget about them and um although although many of them are long and dead by now there are still some that um you know people consider freaks 
that still exists today, right? I don't particularly care for that term, but that was the term that they were referred to, right? Um, I, I like to, I talk about politics. I talk about, you know, I put my, my podcasts on there as well, you know, um, talk about being a Christian. I talk about a lot of different subjects. I also, um, right when I started my blog a couple years ago, I also put a weekly feature stories from my child's past, which were stories that I found um, buried in my garage that I had written when I was probably between the ages of 10 to 12 years old. And these were stories that I, I, I still have them, the physical copies, but I said, you know what, Joseph, I'm going to, um, I'm going to um, put together a blog. And what I did as I put together a blog, I actually um, scanned those original documents and I also did like a little synopsis of them and what they're about and you know so I really try to you know give life to those stories I wrote when I was that age right um many of the stories that I wrote involved um monsters <laughs> killing <laughs> um and um running away for some reason and some of that relates to my childhood um, because many of you who've listened to my blog um, or excuse me podcast um, knows that I didn't have the best childhood right I had a devil of a grandfather who was I was raised by my mom which I loved and I still love of course um, she's gone now unfortunately um, live with my grandfather mom and sister but he was the devil, so to speak, you know, horrible man. He's rotten in hell right now. I'm sorry to say, um, well, I don't know. You know, I know we all don't deserve to be in hell. And many of you out there, um, many of you may not believe in hell. I do. Right. So, but he was, he probably is there. Okay, he's and and you know, one thing that's interesting is that you know hell, it, is it a real place? Absolutely, it exists, right? It exists, and it's made of fire and brimstone. People are in pain and crying, and one of the most frightening examples and I don't know if this is real or not okay um, you guys could probably go listen to it or see it on YouTube and I was I was once watched this YouTuber listen to it where they said they that deep in Serbia Russia somebody one day our archaeologists were digging in the snow and they found hell and they dig this very deep pit or hole into the ground and they recorded it and people were screaming and yelling and, and in pain and I don't know how accurate it was it, it was pretty it, it was it freaked me out you know because you know obviously if if that's what hell's like yeah who wants to go there right but interesting you know um but growing up, did I ever run away? No. 
Did I ever feel like running away? Yeah, I felt like running away. But where would I go? You know, I was a naive little boy. I was innocent. I probably would have got myself killed. I was not street smart. I was sheltered for much of my childhood by my mom, which, you know, I don't blame her for that. You know, she loved us. We shelter our kids at times. We protect them. You know, we don't want them to get hurt. I know I do it for my daughter. Uh, Mostly she's been home through this pandemic, you know. We do go out, of course, to a store and Target and place, so it's not like she's home all the time, but mostly she's home. And um, I hope I don't damage her. I want to give her the better life better than the life than I had growing up a loving environment I know I'm tough on her but it's only because she's a young girl and one day she's going to be a young woman and one day she's going to be on her own and obviously I'm not going to be around to be there for her and I want her to be able to stand on her own two feet no parent wants to leave this world and and think that their kids are going to suffer in this world, you know? I feel she's resilient. She's a lot like me. She's my copy. And you're like, well, of course she is. She's your daughter. Yeah. But, you know, like some kids, they, they, they um, resemble certain traits, characteristics, looks, one parent than the other, like you can look at them. And, and I know that's the way it works. That's genetics, right? But um, it, even what's more amazing is just like how she acts, how she, you know, her mannerisms, things of that nature are very similar to mine. It's, it's just incredible. It's incredible. And um, so... Again, I was just talking about my blogs and writing and running to run away. And I always watched a lot of horror movies. I watched everything from It to Freddy Krueger to, you know, The People Under the Stairs to Child's Play to um, Pinhead um, to all the movies, horror movies. I loved it. Michael Myers loved it. And I still love him to this day. As a Christian, you're not really supposed to watch those things. Because those movies are built on death. And we're really not supposed to watch them. Oh, um, Insidious movies. I love those too. You know, being a Christian is not being perfect. We do try. But many Christians, including myself, fail. Many times we're going to be called hypocrites. Well, you hypocrites. Why are you watching that? You should not be watching those movies. You're supposed to be a good example for the rest of the world. And they're right. People, when they say that, they're right. I may not be the best example sometimes. I've been around other Christian families who are better examples than me. Where they're like, nope, we don't have a TV. We don't have, you know social media we don't have this or that we have books we have the bible we have family time and that's what we have right and that's a beautiful thing don't get me wrong could i do that i don't think i could could i let go of the tv Hmm. do i watch tv all the time no 
Do I ever have time to watch it all the time? No. I By the time I get to watch TV, it's probably like an hour a day, which is not that much. I, I've been watching a little bit too much CNN, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm weaning myself off of it. Because during the day when I was working, I used to have the TV on with CNN on or something on just for, you know, but it was distracting now. And I was like, you know what? I need to focus. I have a lot of work to do. And um, there's other things that I'm going to talk about in a moment that I've been doing. Okay. And it's in, it's in reference to the, to the song I just played. Right. So what have I been doing? Well, I've been really working. My workloads have been increasing at work. And I, and that's because we as people, um, we request the amount of work because we have to work a certain amount of hours per day. I'm what's considered salary. But they monitor my projects. They monitor how much time I'm spending on those projects. Um, so... Yeah, it's, it's kind of like I have to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to, right? We all are, right? Not everybody does that. Some of us take a job. We sit in the back. We, you know, you know we dawdle. <laughs> we don't do anything. And some of us are forced to kind of like, well, I have to work. You know, I have to do that. But I like my job. I really do. I like it. I enjoy it. You know, it's a good job. It's a good position, right? I'm learning a lot of things that many others don't get to learn, right? Which is fascinating to me. That's the joy of me wanting to do this job, right? So where am I, what am I doing so far, right? Well, one of the things that recently I've been taking, doing is trying to get healthy, right? Trying to get healthy and how am I doing that? Well, I'm running. I'm running every day, mostly every day. I'm eating better, right? Trying to lose weight, right? And I already started losing weight. Um, kind of uh, my, my diet is not starving myself. That is not the way to do things, right? The way, and everybody's going to be very different because I've been dieting, I would say most of my life. But there are certain things in my life that I never did at the same time I was dieting. And there were certain points in my life when I didn't diet at all. And what ended up happening is, of course, my weight fluctuated. Um, I'm only 5'8", so I'm not very tall. And so, obviously, if I don't exercise, I have a propensity to gain weight quickly because it's, it's in my genetics, we have big people in my family, you know, and that's not to put them down. We just, it's part of my blood, right? And it goes on my father's side. It also goes on my mom's side. Um, so I essentially hopefully break that cycle with my daughter. You know, I don't want her to see her struggle through weight problems like I did because society, in my opinion, is not very kind to, to the, um, weight challenged people right people discriminate against the fat you know and i'm sorry i know that i hope that's not offensive but people discriminate against overweight or obese people 
people think of them as less than, not as valuable as, right? Oh, but if you're stick thin and you're on the verge of anorexic, oh, but yeah, you're okay. Yeah, you look, yeah, you're a little thin, but you know, even though you're not, you don't, you may not look that healthy, but we accept you more than we accept a fat person or, uh, you know, a large person, right? Now, I'm not saying I'm 400 to 600 pounds. I'm not. I, I don't want to disclose my weight, but I'll say that, you know, if you were to look at me, and many of you will probably see my picture if you ever go to, you know, if you ever see my picture on um, my blog, there's a, a contact page and it has my picture on there. You know, you may say, hey, he looks fine. He does. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't look bad until, you know, <laughs> I, I have no clothes and I'm like, oh, I have a tummy. Um, I have a stomach. And one thing about me as growing up, I've always had a chest. I, that's me. And I'm not saying I have a boobies or anything like that. I have a man chest. <laughs> um, growing up, people, kids would always make fun of me. You know, oh, you have um, girl titties, you know. Oh, look at, look at you, you know. And I, that really made me very self-conscious growing up. Because I was, I was chunky, you know. And you've probably seen kids in movies and TV that are chunky and they're like, they have little man boobs, right. That's what I had. I still have them to this day, but they're not as prominent, right? Because you know why? Because I exercise, I work on my chest, I work on different things to help me keep me, you know, uh, going in that way. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm not, when I lose weight and I thin down to my, um, more reasonable weight that I consider reasonable, everybody's going to be different. I feel better. I feel, and people look at me and treat me differently, right? Um, one thing I have to control, you know, and I, I'm being honest here. I've gotten in the habit of, you know, looking, even looking down at larger people at times. And my wife says, don't do that, Joseph. You're not a stick. Why do you look down at people? And I don't know. It's because I hate the way I look sometimes. But you have to change it, right? You have to change it. So what, what gets me in the mood, right, of exercising and, and really um, trying to, to reshape myself again? Because I, I, this is not new to me. I've done this before. I've lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, gained weight. Um, I just got fed up during this whole pandemic with the gyms being closed because I was going to the gym, right? And I was going quite regularly. But even at the gym, I wasn't losing weight, you know. Um, but it all had a combination of probably what I was eating. There were things that I loved that I had to really kind of stop. And I'm not saying I have to stop them completely. But like, I love sweets, cookies, <laughs> cakes, ice cream, things of that nature. I love it. I love those things. I said, Joseph, um, and I was eating out too much during the week. I was going to, you know, I go to a Pueblo Loco, which is not a bad place. But, 
you know, eating out every day, almost every day is not going to really help your waistline. You know, uh, that food's not really bad. But you, if you're going to eat something there, you're going to have to watch the calories intake because that's the problem is that I was intaking two more calories than I was burning. And plus the other thing is I wasn't really exercising. Now I am pushing myself, going to the park every morning or afternoon, about an hour, um, just pushing myself, push, 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 and huff and huff and huff, you know? So let me, let me show you what, let me let you listen to what's one of the things, the songs that gets me in the mood, right? Um, you, you heard one other Rocky song, but let's listen to this one. This was... song pumps me up and I know it pumps a lot of people up when they're just getting to it man and they're just out there and they're huffing and puffing or in there in the gym and they're pumping iron right and prior to the pandemic that's what I was doing I was in the gym pumping iron right I love weights um, I actually had to get a band a strength band set that I got that actually kind of does the job and it is, and it helps me. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, I'll just use that. And I kind of learned to adapt because I need to get healthy and I need to drop pounds and I need to fill my clothes and look better. You know, I've done it before. I've lost 20, 30 pounds. I think in this pandemic, I probably um, gained about 20 pounds, to be honest. Many people have done that. That's they've gained weight. <laughs> they have a name for it. I think it's um, what is it? Um, I forget the name of it. COVID weight or something? I I, I that's a stupid term. I I don't forget the name of it. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but people have gained weight, you know, because they're stuck at home. 
They don't get as much exercise as they once did, right? So now I'm um, I'm running. Running is my is what I've always done. Um, it's just a little harder on the knees than I remember from 20 years ago, right? Um, I used to be able to run on concrete and not feel the pressure under my knees. Now I do feel pressure, you know, but I have to be careful because I don't have a track around here. The track is a little bit lighter on lighter on the knees because it's, it's dirt or, you know, it's some form of soft, softer surface. Here I'm running on concrete and I'm just huffing it, you know. So, and I'm sweating it up a storm. I'm, I'm doing some, you know, some push-ups. I'm doing a lot of other exercises when I'm at the park. And, um, and I'm getting it done. I'm determined. You know, does that mean I'm going to, you know, stop eating? No. I was doing that. I actually, um, about six months ago, I was going to say, I said to myself, you know what? I want to lose weight. So I'm not going to eat. I'm going to starve myself. Oh, I'm just going to eat very, 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 very little, right? And that was really painful because that really hurt me. I felt this most incredible pain in my stomach. It was like, it was really painful. Like, um, and I know there are probably hunger pains, but it wasn't the right way. You know, I said, no, you know what? I, 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 I don't want to do that to myself. So I have to do the, this. So I'll tell you what I eat eat oatmeal in the morning I also add some fruit in there it's either some blueberries um, bananas or I'll add some apples or raisins something to add some sweetness to it um, I also um, that's my breakfast I, I'm not one of those people right now that's going to be eating like okay I got to eat oatmeal and I got to eat two eggs and I got to drink this what I also drink is I also drink my protein shake okay um I drink that. I also drink tons of water now. All right. I have to use Crystal Light. I'm sorry. I can't drink plain water. <laughs> um, but I do drink Crystal Light. Um, and then also for lunch, I eat like a tuna sandwich. I don't eat as much bread. Um, I try to, I've cut down on that. I was eating too much bread. Um, and then I was also, um, you know, for dinner. Um, I eat an early dinner, you know, uh, because before I was eating too late, I was sometimes eating as as late as like eight or nine o'clock because I teach from like, you know, usually from 6 p.m. to eight. And then after that, and then after that, I was thinking, oh, well, <clears throat> it doesn't, you don't digest like you're supposed to when you eat that late. So I was like, okay, I need to stop that. But, you know, I'm taking my vitamins, taking my fish oil, my multivitamin, my um and don't laugh but because of my age i'm taking testosterone you know help help me in that way too um and i think that's what's helping me as well so i think it's finally working but one of the things when i was trying you know to lose weight months ago you know i wasn't really i don't think i was pushing myself as hard i was doing more walking which is not a bad thing and i wasn't really running i wasn't really you know pumping up my heart rate, you know, to go higher. And now I'm just like trucking it, you know, trucking it and trucking it. And, and then I feel my heart rate going up and I feel like I, you know, I trying to breathe and I'm just trying to get that air in the lungs. And so it's, it's getting much better. You know, it really is. Um, everybody's going to be a little different. 
preferably I like to have a combination of weights, combination of cardio. Um, it, you know, I, I feel like I'm very in tune to like how to stay healthy. Um, and I, I feel I know because I've read a lot. I've learned a lot. Um, from different people. Um, one of those individuals that I, you know, love to listen to or, or, or learn from is his name is Jim Stopani, Stopani and, um, his gym supplements from, um, GNC are incredible. You know, I love them. They're really great. Um, so I've been using those. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been using supplements for a long time for a few, for years now. I've used different brands. I use GNC brands. I use, you know, I used to um, use um, endorsements, um, brands from other like bodybuilders who, and I use theirs. Um, one particular I remember, and it was, <laughs> um, it wasn't the best tasting, but I felt like it was working. Um, it was called carnivore, carnivore, right? And it was, it was a good product. It was basically, I have it right here. I pulled it up and what it is, it's, it's basically a protein and it's, it's a carnivore. It's beef protein isolate is more concentrated than steak and more concentrated than wheat. You know, so it was more like you're just having a steak, you know, um, except the, the taste was not that great. It was not. The best flavor was probably chocolate. Right now, I switched to um, to Jim and his products are incredibly tasty, you know, so great. But I love it. So anyways, um Hopefully I didn't bore you with that. <laughs> but anyways, um, I'm on this journey. I hope that every week I continue to lose weight. Um, my schedule is getting a little bit more busier next week. But I really need to make the time and make make the effort to put in that hour a day of running. Keep doing what I'm doing as far as eating right. And I'll lose the weight. I'm, I anticipate maybe in about six months, which may seem like a long time, that I'll, I'll lose all the weight that I want to lose, right? That I'll do it. I know I can. And I've done it before, right? But once you start hitting 40, which I'm already 41, it gets much harder. But it, it's nice when you look at people who are past the age of 40 and you're like, you look great. You look like you take care of yourself, you know? And I need to take care of myself. I really do. It's good for my mental health. It's good for my physical body. It's good for it's good for everything in our life. You know, we just feel better, right? You know, um, my family has always struggled weight. My mom, you know, growing up, yeah, she was a very she's a heavy woman, right? Obviously, I loved her. To, loved her. I love her, not loved her, but I love her regardless of who she was. But, you know, you see the struggle. You know, one time I remember particularly, um, I don't know if I was there or my sister just let me know because my sister um, has struggled with her weight over her life too. And um, 
one time I think she told me she and my mom went to a Marie Callender's restaurant, right? And they were watching what they were eating, okay? Regardless if they're, you know, if at that time in their life they were, you know, overweight or they were, you know, they, they were, had more weight than they wanted. But one time they went and I think they ordered like soup or something, right? And they ordered a small because, you know, they're trying to watch what they eat. And I think the waiter was rude to them and they're like, they brought them a large. And they're like, well, we just, I think she said something like the waiter said some comment like, well, I thought this is what you would want. You know what? Because we're, because we're fat, because we're big, you know, we want more food. Not necessarily, right? You know, there is a real stigma because, you know, it makes it look like, well, big people eat a lot and some do. Don't get me wrong. Some do. Some essentially go to McDonald's every single day and get that Big Mac or two Big Macs. You know, one of these stories my mom used to tell us about my dad is that when she first met him, he used to go to this place called Blimpies, right? It's, a, it's like a subway. And I think he used to get like two footlongs or a footlong and a, or two smaller ones. I don't know. It was two sandwiches. I don't know what size. Um, and he would eat both of them. He'd have like a large Coke and then he would eat like a, a cookie or some sweet and he would eat that. Um, that's a lot of food. Um, I, I know the worst times where I used to eat pretty bad, where I used to eat out a lot all the time. Same thing. Weight gain will come on to you if you eat out every single day. And it doesn't even, in my opinion, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you exercise like your every day. You know, you have to watch the calories because, in many cases, eating out creates those extra calories that you probably don't need, right? So going to McDonald's every day, you know, getting those big fries, getting the Big Mac, and then going running a mile or two or three, it's not really gonna make a huge difference sometimes because. You have all those, you know, saturated fats. You have a lot of fat in those meals. And I'm not saying, obviously, oh, well, you can't eat those things. Of course you can. But you have to do it in moderation. You have to make sure that you don't eat it every day. You know, on the weekends, if you want to have a cheat meal or something, hey, go for it. You know, The Rock has cheat meals all the time. And he shows it like he has like, you know, boxes of donuts and pizzas and all kinds of you know, crap <laughs> food, you know, and he eats it. Obviously, he's the rock, so he can probably burn it off and even, you know, get because he's in the gym every single day, you know, obviously. So, but anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, let me play you another song that I'm kind of, just gets me moving a lot too. And I, I like this song. It's by Jamara Choir. Choir. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but you probably heard it before. But I think it's a, it's a, it's a one that just gets you going. Yeah, but... 
That one's called Can't Heat. I always remember it from Napoleon Dynamite when he's um, dancing in front of the school. <laughs> Such a funny scene. But anyways, that, that gets me going. There's other songs that get me going. I love, you know, the Beastie Boys. I love um, listening to ACDC. I love listening to the Rocky soundtracks. I love listening to um, uh, Rage Against the Machine. Um just um, um, Quiet Riot, you know, there are a lot of just uh, songs um, that I just, it pumps me up, just gets me going all the time, you know, awesome songs. Um, everyone's going to be a little different, you know, but hopefully I will, uh, you know, I will keep you afloat on my weight loss journey <laughs> and see how it's going and uh, hopefully Right now, I feel like since I've started, which was last week, I feel like I've lost about five pounds already. Yeah, so far. Um, so that's five five pounds. Um, I have to weigh myself. And I, I, you know, again, so I weigh myself every morning and look at, you know, the results. Obviously, my clothes still fit. You know, I still have not gone down a size yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm hoping maybe... You know, hey, um, if I can lose at least 10 pounds, um, I can go down a size and then go down even further, right? So we'll see. It's exciting. Um, one one thing that I want to talk to you about on a separate note is that um, one person that's in my prayers today is my supervisor, manager. His name is Jared. And today we were on a call together for with a client. Um he he sounded really bad. I mean, he was like heavily. He could. He was sound like he was having a hard time breathing. He sounded like he was like uh, freaking out. I believe he may have been having a panic attack, but I don't know. You know, I, I I don't know him that well in the sense of like I know, you know, who he is. You know, all I know is from talking to him, 
And when people talk to other people, you're like, well, that's not him. That doesn't sound like him. You know when something's wrong with people. You know, you just get that really bad sense. You know, he's very, he has a great attitude. He's kind. Um, he, he just, he's been really a, a great support to me. I think he's under a great deal of pressure um, and stress. And I'm sorry he's gotten to that point. And I just pray that he gets better and feels better and has a better weekend and unwinds and relaxes and um, realizes that, you know, things will get better. Things will get better. I hope so. All right, everybody. You know, that's kind of what I wanted to go over today. I hope you enjoyed this talk. You know, we don't necessarily have to talk for hours and hours and hours, although I love to talk. And um, my students who I teach every night, Monday through Thursday, I talk about the subject matter for two hours, almost two hours straight. And that's because I bring my experience to the table and they're like, I make jokes, but in a way I'm, I'm like, well, you guys are probably tired of my voice already, right? I even tell my boss, my supervisor, my clients probably hate my voice. They're like, no, Joseph, you have a nice voice. You have a very calm voice and a smooth type voice. I'm like, okay, well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hopefully you guys like my voice. <laughs> um, I think many of you listen out there, but hey, you know, let's wrap this conversation up. Um, thanking everybody for being a part of my podcast each and every time you listen. Um, being a part of my legacy here, that's not just for you, but it's also for my family to listen to. And, you know, I, that's what I think about a lot is like, what if I'm not here one day? How will they know my words? You know, I, I wished every day I could have a conversation with my mom who passed in 2015 or at least hear her words, at least hear her thoughts and what she was thinking about. And although you grew up with your parents, um, sometimes you really, you know, you know them, but you really don't know them as much as, as well as you'd like to. Um, to be honest, I really don't know my dad. You know, I know that sounds kind of bad. Like, you don't know your father, you know? Well, yes, I grew up with him. He was always a very quiet man. You know, he never really talked about his life, his feelings, things of that nature. So I really don't know a lot in that aspect. Do I know that I grew up with him? Do I have memories of him? Of course. Absolutely. You know, I do. Uh, had good and bad memories, <laughs> like all of us as children. We grew up. We don't always have the best memories of our parents. Some have pretty horrible memories, and some have really great memories, and a combination of both, right? So I have a combination of both, right? So this weekend, got to get running. I got to get, you know, keep exercising, keep the momentum going, take my take my vitamins, take my, you know, eat my Wheaties <laughs> and uh, get stronger and so that I can start seeing those results and, and start, you know, buying new clothes and looking better and, and, you know, and feeling better too. You know, that's the one thing, right, about losing weight is you, you tend to like have a new per perception and although I'm still Joseph, <laughs> I'm still Joe, you know, to all of you out there, um, I, I just want to feel healthier, you know, eat healthier too. And we all have to kind of focus on that too because there's a lot of food out there that's not good for us that we eat. And then we, you know, we have food at home and we're like, ah, and we, and I do this too sometimes. I'm like, I don't want to, we don't want to cook. Let's just go on and buy something. 
Okay. Not the best way to do things. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> had a long day. <laughs> um, lots of clients, you know, <laughs> problems. So, <laughs> um, so what I'm going to end off with is our song here today. Chicken nuggets. Okay, okay. Folks, never give up. Never give up on your dreams. Never give up on yourself. Keep pushing every day. I have my Rocky t-shirt on today. As always, I always wear it on Fridays. It ain't how hard it ain't about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Rocky Balboa. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Thank you for 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 being a part of my life. Hopefully each and every one of you out there is feeling motivated to do great things. Don't let this world bring you down. Don't let it depress you. Just go out there and do it. And don't take no crap from anybody. That's my attitude, right? I'm very thankful for my life, for the good, the bad, and the ugly which you all have to appreciate sometimes because I know we don't like the ugly parts, but it only, it actually, actually makes us stronger. Okay. And we have to remember that, that the, the, the bad as well as the good are meant to strengthen us. Okay. If you think about Rocky, what he went through, he was a nobody. All right. Until he fought Apollo Creed and he had the eye of the tiger, baby, the eye of the tiger. And that's, and that's, what transformed him, right? He got his shot. And all of us need our shot in life. Rocky took it. Regardless if he was a little bit afraid. Alright? Because he was. He, he, he was basically going to decline the fight. When deep down, thank goodness he didn't, right? Imagine no Rocky today. <laughs> you know, that's crazy to think about that. But anyways... Thank you once again, everybody, for your time. God bless. Have a great weekend, a great week. And I look forward to talking to you next time on our next conversation. Take care.